0: You're listening to the last session of the day with the site Guys. All right, guys. Welcome back to the last session of the day with the site Guys. Today, we're uh, picking back up from the conversation that we had earlier about uh, fitness. And uh, for some of the listeners, you may remember that we had uh, co-owners of a fitness center uh, or a fitness group, I should say, called Fitness with Friends. And, and one thing that stuck to mind is that a lot of the people that take part in it are women. And if some of the listeners may remember that, I think Tim or I asked the question, like, how many men do usually come to these sort of um, exercise routines that you guys have uh, in a group setting? And, and they said not, not that many. It's something that they want to get more of. And that really stuck with me because like as somebody who you know used to go to the gym and do kind of my own thing now, I do wonder Tim do you have any idea or some advice or some sort of reasoning why is it that when you look at groups uh of, of people who are exercised typically there are women and men typically seem to do it more of sort of like an individual basis
1: yeah uh, I, I I think you're absolutely right i mean if you if you go into mostly any gym you look at any group fitness class it's it's mostly women um even even spin classes, it's mm-hmm. it's mostly women. Um, why? I I mean the, the kind of the way that I think about it, I think women are are typically more social than mm-hmm. than men are, and I think I, I think because of that, uh, I'll, I'll call it one. It's probably targeted more to women, um, and two, it's probably more comfortable for women, mm-hmm. right? Like I uh, I I I see the classes, right? right? Like I've never even really thought to go in because it was almost like, that's not for me right now. Like, was that a conscious choice? Like, no, it's just, it's all women. So I think sort of like unconsciously, it's basically just, no, I don't go there. Right.
0: You know what I mean? I, I I do I do. It's just like a, an, an implicit category. Like you see people congregating, and if you don't feel like I'm not sure, then you typically stay away. I I think that's a that's a human thing, maybe even an animal thing to some degree that we just kind of make that decision implicitly.
1: Yeah, and I, I if there's two if there's two realms where I think that's a little bit different, mm-hmm. where men are joining into kind of more of a group sort of fitness whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um i would say one is is peloton mhm okay and two is crossfit huh. so here i here's my theory on sure. Pel, peloton um you are working out in a group okay but it's by yourself because the majority of the time you're in your own home huh. so um it is a group, but it's, but it's basically by yourself, unless you go to the studios and you uh-huh. do that sort of thing. But I would argue, I, I would imagine that the majority of male Peloton users are uh, in their home taking these classes by themselves. And there's a degree of competition in Peloton. So, uh, you basically get your output number and, mm-hmm. and, um, well, I, 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 could speak for myself mm-hmm. that, that sense of competition is amazing for me. I'm working <laughs> harder on that thing than I would ever on my own. Um, so, and then I think that, that, that kind of goes to my other point about CrossFit. So CrossFit is very sort of like, um, group mentality. Okay. And also it's individual. So there's, there's sort of like a, like the, we'll call I'm imagine they call it kind of like the workout of the day where, you know, you do blank amount of burpees and then you run blank miles and then you do blank hang cleans and you basically get a time at the end of it. So it is a group sort of thing, but it's also competition. Mm. Whereas sort of a quote unquote typical fitness class that is typically women there's no competition there whatsoever. It's, it's, you know, everyone's doing the moves sort of on their own, like whether it be like a dance class or, or something like that, um, and where it's much more sort of communal, but there's not that um, competition aspect of it. Hmm. I, I, no, I, I, I hear it. Um, <clears throat> I am wondering,
0: I, I mean, that really kind of speaks to the idea of why maybe you see a lot of men just doing things, uh, just doing things more on their own. Do you, given what you're saying, do you think there's some benefit to men kind of participating more in in these uh, fitness group things, if you
1: will? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Because you know, I think. Um, oh, how do I say it? I mean, I think we should be competing. a against ourselves mostly Mm -hmm. to kind of continue to, to, to grow and, and, and achieve. And, you know, if you want your mile time to go down Mm -hmm. and kind of making that like your internal goal or, or, or your fitness goal, um, but having something or someone else there, whether it's like an instructor or a class, it does have a way to, to, to motivate and push a little bit more. Right, so so I do think that there's a, a a very big benefit to it, and and I'm I'm sure there might be a lot of people that that might kind of recognize this. Um, one thing that I've noticed is mm. there are a lot of people who who work out by themselves forever, right? And they're always kind of the same. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like right. Uh, if you go to the gym for four or five years at the same time every day, you see the same t- types of people and. I don't know. Oftentimes there's not really much of a change, like maybe a little bit of weight loss or, you know, a little bit of this or that. Um, but I think like having like a, like another element added to it, like, like a group or, mm-hmm. or, or a competition or um, something along those lines, I do think that it spices it up. I think it gets us out of our comfort zone. Right. Because uh, usually the, like those group aspects, they're going to make you do things that you wouldn't normally do, right. but but left to our own devices Yes, we can push ourselves, but not quite the same way when we get pushed by someone else. Oh yeah, no, I can
0: uh, attest to that from personal experiences. Uh, some of the listeners may have picked up from the, our conversation with fitness with friends. Colleen is my personal trainer and and yeah the the uh, workouts that I do with her I definitely wouldn 't be able to do on my own, so there's there 's a significant amount of benefit there. And that kind of jumps, kind of propels me to our maybe uh, related conversation about by zooming out completely and thinking like, what is the correlation or connection be- between fitness and maybe mental health? Are we trying to tap into some personality differences? Like, h- how do you see that? How do you see fitness play a role in people's mental health in general. I mean, everybody, this isn't like rocket science, everybody knows people who exercise, yada, 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 typically feel better. But there's anything specific about that, that uh, you've you've seen over the years?
1: Well, I I mean, I, I think it's on a I maybe call it maybe three levels. I'll call okay. it like on a on a on a physical level, the the, the chemicals in our brains change that the, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, on a chemical level, we change, um, on a psychological level, I think we change as well. Um, because we sort of, um, we, we identify with being a person who works out or a person who does CrossFit or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. and we have that sense of accomplishment and all of those great like psychological things too. Um, and then kind of to our point from before, I think that there can be a really big social benefit from it, from it as well. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes I'm having conversations with people about kind of like getting out more, doing more, um, connecting with others. And when we're throwing out ideas, a lot of what comes up is like, Hey, maybe I could do a yoga class or a, or, or this class or, or, or something along those lines. Interestingly, those conversations only come up with women Right. On, for, from what I was speaking about before. Um, but, but overall kind of overarching, I would, and there are probably more, but but, but those three categories, sort mm-hmm. of are physical, psychological, and social.
0: Gotcha. Huh. No, again, not to bring it back to gender differences, but it just seems like, so now that we're talking about it, it just seems so pronounced. Is it that men don't care as much being in shape? They're not programmed uh, environmentally to care? Like what, like, just what are like the, the basic reasons for You're right? A lot of women, at least in this area, very much enjoy exercising. Make it part of their day, a conversation piece. While men are just just not taking care of themselves, just <laughs> uh, predominantly, not not obviously not in your in in, um, in present company, but just in general. Uh, I remember I was just trying to reach out to some colleagues and friends just to get to get them going, kind of like in a group sort of a way, and got really poor response like nah maybe in the future you know right now I'm very busy like this isn't really my priority
1: and it just kind of died on the table Hmm. yeah I, um, I don't know but I, I guess my opinion is mm-hmm. like it's almost like something needs to happen ah uh, gotcha you know gotcha. like and 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 this is really my my own personal opinion here but like I don't know. Like if there's one day where you look at yourself and you're like, <laughs> I want to be different or, right. or if I don't know, there's a little bit of a health scare or your physician is saying to you like, Hey, you know, like your BMI technically says that you're, you're obese or morbidly obese, or right. you might get into that pre-diabetes range. I, I feel like typically mm-hmm. that's, that's how people kind of like get launched into it. Um, and then I guess maybe on on another side of a coin, um I think for a lot, for 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 a decent handful of people it's sort of just always been a part of their lives. Right. Um so so for for, for me for example I've I played sports from when I was like 2 to <laughs> now. Right? I, I I still poorly play sports. Um but you know like it it would was, it, was, it was just a part of what you right. do. Right. And so it wasn't really a question what you did after school like you were automatically going to practice or right. the weight room or something like that. So i would say for for the majority of men something kind of needs to happen mm. um and then there's maybe a few where it's kind of just like the norm where and then and then the difference with women it's kind of more more normalized that women take care of themselves Right. more right i think um it's it's totally normal i don't know in like a stereotypical way right. like right. a woman that like drops the kids off and then goes to a pilates class like right. that makes all the sense in the world but maybe perhaps you know men are more focused on earning money or work or something like that which makes other things fall down not to say that women don't work or anything like that that's the you know but like but historically speaking kind right. of from decades and decades ago right. i do think that there is a difference between um women take care of themselves and men take care of themselves. And speaking of that,
0: I do, I mean, I know this is, uh, you know, a topic that uh, a lot of people try to stay away from, but, you know, th- the idea here, it is it is true that, you know, traditionally there's some uh, gender norms that have been created and right now I think we're in the process of trying to change some of that to find some balance where, you know, <clears throat> a lot of men drop off their kids nowadays, right? Like these norms mm-hmm. are changing um, I, and from my personal point of view for the better. I, I do wonder if that will may play a role in like a, a guy, a gentleman dropping off the kids would do, would go to a class just to kind of get that um, heart rate up, just get that uh, uh, level of instruction where he feels more engaged and then off to work he goes, where these things will begin to change. Uh, <clears throat> while right now it, it's still
1: in flux. Right. I I, I totally agree. I think Thing, things are things are changing with you know more women being the quote unquote breadwinner of the family and it's mm-hmm. and it's getting more equal and all of those things and I do think that's that that fitness kind of will follow, um, which I think is a good thing. I I, mm-hmm. I speak with so many men and a lot of it boils down to how are you taking care of yourself and then they say I don't and I say ah. <laughs> You need to be. And, Shucks. <laughs> and, right. it's, it's like, all right. So like, like, how can we, and kind of, kind of like what, what we were saying before, like exercise is hugely, hugely, hugely important for mental health. Right. right. Um, and that is just really one way to take care of yourself. There are many, many others, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that over time, more men can sort of, well, the, the tide shifts a little bit and the benefits of these kind of like group sort of classes or. Or, or, or that extra push that 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 people get from having an instructor or something along those lines Mm -hmm. gets translated over towards uh, towards men.
0: Where do you feel like when when let's say anybody, but since our conversation right now is is predominantly about men, and for some of the listeners, and they say, "Oh wow, I really haven't exercised, really haven't exercised consistently." Is is there this magic number? of weeks or months or years where you kind of just get into the groove where you can't even think of like not doing it. Well, for, for, I I don't know, I'm going to venture out a guess here for some listeners that might be a challenge myself included where it taken me a while before getting up in the morning was like, well, yeah, it's just the thing that I do. I don't even really think about it. I while I remember a while ago, imagining getting up in an ungodly hour to exercise before waking up the kids was I thought to myself, you gotta be kidding me like there's just (laughs) no way. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm going to be ambitious. I'm going to do it after I come back from work. Or well, the weekend, you know, the weekend, of course, I'm going to wake up, I have nothing to do. Obviously never happened. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, magic number of time to um, Well, is make there a, a, obviously it's a hyperbole, but is there a sense of where you would say yes, it kind of gets into that rhythm where your your mindset follows this behavioral kind of yeah. element to it where you wake up 3 times a week at this time and then instead of it being torture it kind of like just I'm going to say magically, but obviously, potentially through repetition, just the person wakes up and kind of feels like, yeah, uh, do I want to do it? Am I sleepy? Yes, but it's just now the thing that I do, and and that consistency really carries the person.
1: Yeah, I, so so I totally hear you. I I you hear numbers thrown around. They say like ninety days to to develop a habit, or or or, or three months until you notice any results in yourself. Um, my number to kind of. Like mm-hmm. that, I would say that that would really, you know, like if if you do something every single day and it just really just be, it becomes more unconscious than conscious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it six months. Okay. Okay. Well, and listen, that's the that's not that's not bad at all because I
0: think I know at least speaking about myself and potentially other people can relate. It just doesn't like even having this idea that in six months. Things will be easier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yourself included. But I know I work extensively with with men predominantly who struggle with addictions, alcohol specifically. It's that getting to that point of like, oh, my God, my urge may decrease is is, is there. But it's kind of even hard to imagine. Here, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's kind of very similar. Like it, it, in the beginning, it may feel like it's just going to be like this every day for the rest of my life and I have to wake up and do this and there's just no way I'm gonna be able to do it. But keeping in mind that if you commit to this, almost like think about something else, but just do it,
1: Mm -hmm. you'll notice
0: that when when you reach a particular point in time in the future, and I think what you said, Tim, is really great. Just give yourself six months, dedicate yourself to it, see how you feel after six months, not tomorrow, not next week, you know, try the best that you can to suspend that judgment about where Mm -hmm. you're at and just really give it a go. I I think that just behavioral consistency is really how to get there because I think a lot of people get in their own way by judgment and by paying attention to how, how, overpaying attention to how they feel. I I feel like in these instances, it's really behavior rules.
1: Right. Exactly. So so I think it changes us uh, physically. um, It changes us psychologically and like, you know, not – I don't want people to forget that, 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 that you know, they're, they're really, really difficult exercise right, right now right. will basically be a piece of cake in, in those six months. Right. Uh, I I think we get, I'm going a little bit of a in here, but I think there's a lot of like, Oh, like uh, do this diet for, for, for 30 days and you'll lose X pounds or follow this workout and you'll do this in a short, short, short period of time. I think, you know, really, hopefully getting a if people can get away from the short term gratification and really see it as long term rewards for for this sort of stuff i think kind of like having that mentality shift of like buying in for those 6 months you know remembering like you said that like yes it will be super difficult now but one mm-hmm. day it will be normal you know getting over that big hump which stinks
0: Exactly. And one one thing that I know I do uh, for myself, almost like a, a therapeutic kind of a notion, is is radically leaning into it and, and saying, yeah, this is going to be difficult. At least yeah. I know for me, in the beginning, this is going to be difficult. Not like pretending that it won't or, or fortune telling how it will be later, but really leaning in and saying, this is going to be, and I'm going to quote what Colleen told me once, which still resonates with me, is like this is going to be a very difficult part of your day. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I spend so much time thinking, talking to people, but like, but not physically involved. Like, so for myself, that is literally, if I really, truly, honestly look at the most difficult part of my day in terms of physically, emotionally demanding, that is it. And it's just, it, it may sound for some listeners, well, then why why are you doing it? Exactly. Because once you can acknowledge it, 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 you could wrap your hand around and say, yes, for this 45 minutes, this is how it's going to be. And then you know what happens in a minute 46 relief and then you move on with your day and there's not like this sort of not to be too uh too shrinky about this but this maybe implicit guilt about not taking care of yourself because you've done it and then you can move Mm -hmm. on with your
1: day yep yep and and this this might be going a little too far too but well you know quite frankly setting something setting a little goal in your mind and like saying oh man this is going to be so difficult and then overcoming that challenge, I think it gives us a huge confidence boost and it proves to us that we can do really, really hard things. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, we take that with us for, for other aspects too, right? We, I, I think that we see challenges differently when we're really leaning in and diving into really, really challenging things. It, I think it really physically changes us, it emotionally changes us, and it psychologically changes us.
0: I mean, that's an excellent point. That's an to me that's an excellent point, and I, and I think maybe this is one of those places where mental health and physical uh, health really has that bridge. Is mm-hmm. where if you're doing something that's physically difficult, it translates into that uh, <clears throat> emotional ability to tolerate distress when it comes to emotional difficulty. And that, that's so interesting, Tim, that you bring it up because I actually never thought of it that way. But now that now that you're saying it to me, that's so crystal clear. I just wanna kind of th- think it through for a second. So being able to tolerate physical discomfort because you've dedicated yourself to it, begins invariably to translate that you're gonna have a lot more emotional tolerance for uncomfortable emotional experiences because you have the sense that you're able to overcome call it adversity, at least physical adversity, you can translate into emotional adversity. That that's really interesting. Bingo. I
1: mean, and to, to, to sum that up, or, or, or to put it in a nice little bite size, mm-hmm. I can do difficult things. Having that mindset, having that mentality, uh, conscious or unconscious. I think that can take us so many different places. Um, and I, And I think that it's hugely important wow yeah i mean so well said being able to do
0: difficult things can translate throughout cognitive behavioral and emotional elements and just behavioral challenges is just one way to kind of propel you into doing emotionally difficult things as we're all faced with throughout our life bingo wow 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 and so not that this kind of uh gets me thinking about do you feel like the the other way it also works let's say if a person through challenges personal challenges emotional challenges in their life develops this significant ability to tolerate emotional distress traumas things like that do you feel like especially somebody like yourself who works with emotional traumas all day long do you find that once they find this this physical regimen or exercise as part of their life, do you feel like that makes it easier to transition? I could speak personally that it didn't for me. I, I, I could throw in there, for me personally, having emotional tolerance for a lot of adversity really hasn't translated into physical. Uh, but I just wanted to pick your brain, given that you work with a lot of emotional adversity and also fitness, if you have any, any thoughts on that.
1: I have no idea, but <laughs> but but what an awesome idea for a study, right? right? So so kind of um, being able to to well well really when I think of what you're saying, I think about um, a big a big topic that 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 we think about a lot, which is which is uh, resiliency, kind of like if if there's any sort of relationship between oh call it like emotional resiliency or physical resiliency. Uh, I I don't know.
0: But but that's a, but such interesting you know you know what I think potential is the missing link is what you said earlier about this bite-sized uh thing for people to take away. I I don't think it's enough to have difficult behavioral challenges or emotional challenges. I think it's really summing up in a way I could do difficult things emotionally and then helping an individual to expand it and I could do difficult things physically. I think it's not just the experience it's 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 how we button it up what mm-hmm. meaning we take away from it and that's where i think maybe therapy or whatever self development tool people use that's where it could really kind of you know summarize it in a way that the person can say yes i could do these difficult things and yes i could challenge myself to do difficult things here so i think i think that's potentially that's the that's the link
1: Kind of like crossing that bridge between yep. emotional yep. and physical
0: yep yep it's expanding it's whether the person does it on their own or whether with the help of somebody like ourselves but like that that i think is is how one person can can translate one thing into another you're doing fitness difficult things and therefore you're able to move into the emotional realm to do difficult things like to build up motivation potentially an individual is going through something emotionally challenging right like to build that motivation you could do this and therefore you could do this and let's figure out ways how you can translate one into another. And I like the way you kind of say it, like that bridge between the two is, is what maybe therapy could help with those, with those individuals.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it really feels and sounds like super empowering. And, uh-huh. and I think that, I, I think that there's definitely a bridge to be crossed there. Yeah. And I, I feel like we bounce we bounced around a whole lot today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But overall, I, I think, I think you're right. It's just, we, it's just a lot to say here. There's you know? there's so much to say about, about fitness, mental health, how they, how they, it's so nuanced, They connect in so many different ways and heck, maybe we, we might need a fitness part three. Yeah, I, I, I agree.
0: I, I definitely know that what I'm taking away is that idea. If you could build resiliency in one domain of your life, and if you could kind of, reflect on that and use that to build resiliency in a different domain of your life. I I think that's definitely something that I've taken away from our conversation today. Awesome. All right. Very cool, guys. Thanks, as always, for joining us, uh, Tim and myself, and we'll
1: see you uh, next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at Last Session of the Day with the Site Guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at Hope to hear from you soon, and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the Last Session of the Day with the Site Guys. See you next time.